from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Good morning. First sip of coffee this morning. Let's have it together. Got a little, uh, little uh, French vanilla in here today. A little French vanilla in my coffee. And it's tasting good. I know you're not a coffee guy, Bob, but I, I didn't mean to ask you. How are you doing on your Pepsi project, giving up on Pepsi? Terrible. Absolutely terrible, Howard. I'm uh, I'm, I'm out of control. No. Out of control. It's going to be one of those. No, I'm, no. I'm going to have to go no, cold no. turkey again. Yeah, it's, it's killing me because... Uh, my eating habits have really improved. Actually, I'm, I'm losing weight. I, my clothes are kind of baggy, but I just can't get off the Pepsi, and I, I need to. I need to do a better job of that, Howard. It's killing me. You were doing a good job there for a I mean, when you first said, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it." You're, it's you're been like that pretty well with the other you know, other drinks. It's been like that my whole adult uh, life. Uh, you know, I just I, the only way I can control it is if I do control it, and uh, that's just just stop. Maybe just on pizza. And, and that seems to work. I can go maybe three months. Last summer, I, I did really, really well. The summer before that, I did even better. But, man, Howard, you know, some, everybody's got that thing out there they love. And I got a couple of them. And Pepsi is right. It's calling it, you? Is it calling you? I love Pepsi. I, drink, I love Pepsi. Yes, drink, it always Bob. does. Shut up over there. I hear you. I see you over there. Shut I'm up. I'm lovely. I'm beautiful. I'm, 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 I'm fizzy. Come have a fizz with me. Just the way I like it. Yes. But, uh, yes, Pepsi has my name. <laughs> Two things that I, uh, again, I, I can give up Pepsi because I know how bad it is. The other thing that I have never attempted to give up, uh, it's not as bad as Pepsi, it's not as bad for me, is ketchup. Man, I love ketchup. Try to, ser- try to serve me something on ketchup, we got a problem. You know, I, well, where's the ketchup? And, you know, I'm like most people, it's got to be Heinz. I don't want that other garbage hunts or brooks brothers or that i don't want that i want variety. that's right i don't want hunts or no i don't want hunts i want heinz i want heinz you know what you want <laughs> uh, i've never noticed so you you're like a, a ketchup on everything kind of guy but i don't really I, notice that. i mean i don't, I don't go I guess, crazy but i gotta I have it for my fries my burger eat, or things i expect to see ketchup meat on. i gotta have it with my meat no, howard how about your eggs how no about no, eggs? no i'm not i'm not that goofy no no but if they're sausage there, I want to well, look. A lot of people do. A lot of people do have, lot, lot, lot of people do have uh, ketchup with their eggs. That's why I wondered. Okay. No, not that bad. I've even seen people put it on so potatoes. I'm not. Is, no, so I don't do that. I mean, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, at 10 after 7 in the morning, we are learning once again more insight into Mr. Slider. Ketchup and Pepsi are your kryptonite. Pretty much. Got to have it. God, I, I mean, I couldn't. I mean, maybe if there was some gravy to put on my fries. Or, you know, we've all done that when we pulled out of McDonald's. We reach over and, and into the bag. We grab the fries. That, yeah, we don't have any ketchup there. You just grab a fry. This cup of fries. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go through life without ketchup power. Hell no. Really? That, that's interesting to me. I, I have a Pepsi or a Coke, a, a, a carbonated soft drink every once in a while. In the past year, I've pretty well gotten off of them. Eh, sort of because I'm supposed to health-wise, but it's no great secret to you or the listeners that I don't really pay as much attention as I should to what the doctors say I should do health-wise. Um, you know, as you know, I go with the Perrier water. That gives me the fizz. And uh, sometimes I just drink plain bottled water, coffee maybe. Um, I, I want every once in a while, and I think maybe I'm feeling that a little twinge of what you talk about, Pepsi, every once in a while. I just feel a need for flavor and fizz. That's the way I phrase it. I need flavor and fizz. And so, you know, a, a can of uh, soda or something. You're a bottle drinker, not a can drinker. Right? I, I prefer a bottle. And I think the real problem is this, if we'd really want to analyze it. I think Pepsi gives me the jolt that coffee gives most people. I don't know if it's the caffeine. I don't know if it's the taste. Because I know this. If I had been off Pepsi, let's say, all summer long, all summer, for three months, I haven't touched a Pepsi. And then I was going to drive to Chicago or Myrtle Beach or something like that, and I was going to do the bulk of the driving. I don't know if I could do. I don't know if I could do it without a Pepsi. Oh, I I, I don't believe you could. 
I mean, I've seen you. Know, I, I, I get that. I got to have it. And it, it, it kind of it gives me energy. It's just not quenching my thirst. It, 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 it does. It, I guess it gives me that boost because that's when I really, really miss it. Well, there's something psychological. I, as you know, uh, my, my travel drink of choice is Mountain Dew. And if we're out driving anyplace, even a short distance around here, certainly if I, we're on a, uh, you know, when we used to go to Frederick or driving to Charleston or something, got to have a Mountain Dew with me. I think it's psychological for me, but I, I, that's, that's my travel drink. i got to have my travel drink there with me. I tried replacing it with, you know, a bottle of uh, Perrier water. It's not the same. got to have my travel drink. So, Aren't we strange characters? I don't mean you and me, but I mean, well, I do mean you and me. But I mean, <laughs> people, aren't we strange characters, the things that, that, that make a difference to us? You know, well, Pepsi I, and Mountain Dew and ketchup and so on? I think I just have a hard time on things letting go. I mean, I wish I would have got caught up in the in the water. You know, water's good. That's why God put it on here, right? Water, everybody needs water. Yeah. you got to have it. Right. And I shy away from it. And I cramp up and I have problems. You know, I'm 60 years old. I need to be looking at things that help my body, not hurt my body. And I, I kind of refuse to put water in it. That, that's That's idiotic right there. Well, I, you know, getting a little more serious, I, I speak from experience on that, and you, you hit one nail on the head there. Uh, I find myself cramp. If I don't have enough water, I find myself cramping up, and I don't want to cramp. I mean, I have only once in my life cramped so badly I was curled into a fetal ball, and they had to come take me away in the e-car to the hospital to rehydrate me. Did they need a cue bar? I want to go there. Did they need a cray bar, Howard? Okay, this is the embarrassing story, which I think I've told before. I was in such pain. Cramping, screaming. First part of the screaming? story. I start, cr- <laughs> oh, no. I start cramping. I'm, I'm on the ground. I'm screaming. I'm literally screaming. My wife is trying to you know, rub the cramps, rub the cramps. And I'm yelling at the top of my voice, rub it, rub it harder, rub it harder. And I'm thinking, what, what, are <laughs> what are the neighbors thinking if they're listening? But so, no, the e-car had to come and get me. And they had to carry me out of those old fat people sitting chairs, you know. They couldn't lay down on the gurney. So they put me in this big sitting chair, and a couple of the firemen carried me down the steps. Is that before? You talk about being embarrassed. Is that before cell phones, or is there any video of that out there anywhere? <laughs> I sincerely hope there's no video. It was, the, it was, I mean, it's so embarrassing. And the whole time, they're, these burly firemen are carrying me down the steps in my old man's chair. I'm looking around going, I know the neighbors are watching. You know, there's a fire truck out fried up front with the lights, woo-hoo, the whole thing. And they're all looking. We all look when somebody else does it. So, oh, boy. But it's because I didn't have enough water. I got to the hospital. They said, you didn't have enough water. You're dehydrated. And then they uh, uh, they, they hydrated me, and all was well. In fact, I've got, a, I've, I've got a test coming up, medical test, and I couldn't have it last time. Uh, last week, I went in for the test. Everything was already got right there into the test room. So, oh, wait. Got to do a quick check of some blood. Oh, sir, you got to hydrate. You can't. You're too dehydrated. Next week, I have to go in for this test. I'm going to go in two hours ahead of time and have an IV hydration. That's my wife scaring into saying, "Bob, maybe you should drink more water." <laughs> I'm with you, I, and I don't know why I don't. I mean, I don't hate water. It just doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't do it. And you know, growing up, that's all. I, it was special occasion to have, uh, you know, a pop or a coke or something like that. You know, you had water in your refrigerator. That's what you had. What was your, what was your uh, soda of choice drinking uh, growing up when you were a kid? I think anything. You know, I don't think I did because I can remember like on grocery night going and have a variety pack. Remember the old uh, Canada Dry? I think that was my favorite. You could get the uh, cream soda. You could get the uh, wild cherry, oh, uh, the root beer. You you could get you know fill it up your six pack with 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 everyone different. That I, that was probably my favorite. The uh, Canadian Canada Dry. Yeah. I still have Canada dry ginger ale around here every once in a while. Um, My my cola of choice when I was a kid, a kid meaning high school, maybe junior high school, high school, my cola of choice is RC Cola. Do they still make RC Cola? They do. I think in some regions it's still pretty big. Like New York City, I think uh, RC Cola is maybe not as big as it once was, but still pretty big. They were always number three. You know, they could never get the the Coke and Pepsi status. No, they were were just a little bit there. But I remember, like you, Howard, they were big at one time. Yeah, when I could would go up to Gardner's Grocery on Kruger Street, that was my hangout place uh, as a high school kid. I would get uh, RC Cola. That's why I loved RC Cola. And the real treat, Bob. Again, when I was a kid, 
high school, uh, junior high school, the real treat was Orange Crush. Uh, I still I still drink I Orange, love Crush. Orange Crush. Orange Crush. I still drink Orange Crush occasionally. I, Do you really? Oh, I lo- oh, I. Uh, when no, when Nancy goes to the grocery store, I sometimes I say, you know, if you could get Orange Crush or grape, there's a grape crush. Get uh, and then. I hope she's not listening because I don't want to get mad at me. Then she'll come back and bring a generic orange drink or a generic grape. It's like, no, I didn't say generic. I didn't say big K. Didn't want a fan, huh? I said orange crush. Orange (laughs) crush. There's there's a big difference there. Anyway, that's not where I plan to take us here the first thing this morning, but it's, it's a... It's interesting conversation, the things that we are, the things that we do, you know, out of, I don't know, habit, out of whatever it is. So, Well, I thought you, I thought you were doing good on your Pepsi, and I guess I'm sorry that you haven't uh, stuck with the stuck with the program. But I know you can do it. Just when the mood strikes you, you'll have to make maybe, the decision again. Maybe you ought to shame me every morning, Howard, to get me back on track. You aren't drinking Pepsi again. You're not drinking soda again there, are you, Bob? And you know what? You're like, going to cramp up? You're going to have water today? You're going to cramp up today? You're going to be on the floor like a little baby like I was? <laughs> Way to go, Howard. That's really hitting me low. And the other thing, Howard, is this, just, just like everything else, Pepsi is going up. So just my Pepsi habit, just my Pepsi habit in the morning I have to have three, and it's one of those deals where if you get three, well, if you add another one, it's a little cheaper because if you get two, you get this price. So I buy four Pepsis a morning, okay, to come in here. That's, uh, gee whiz, you're looking at over six bucks. So there's 30 bucks right there just in my Pepsi cravings just to get through until 10 o'clock in the morning. That's sad. Six bucks before we say hello. Right. I'm already hitting it hard, Howard. <laughs> if any of the rest of you have unusual, I don't know what to call them, habits, I guess. Um, well, some habits better. Call it an addiction. Some habits, Howard, better left, maybe. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. 719, after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, it's going to be a fun. Was it foggy when you came in? It started that way. Uh, when I looked out to, to get ready to start my morning uh, before 5, it was extremely foggy, but unusually, it's the opposite. Usually, when I head towards the river, it becomes foggier. Today was kind of the—I I drove out of it, Howard, so it must be spotty. Uh, according to Adam Fike of the Big Seven, foggy and wet to start our day. A round of showers coming up after that. Then the skies will clear up, and we'll see uh, sunny afternoon, daytime high in the low 50s. But the morning— Foggy and wet are the words of the morning. 50s, uh, 52, 53 or so are predicted high for the day. Currently 42, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 41 at the Highlands, 39 here at my home studios, always the cool spot, uh, 42 degrees at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, well, we're talking about a drink. I want to talk about food a little bit. We're going to do that coming up uh, in just a, right after our break here. Uh, a couple of food stories I want to get into this morning just to start us off on the lighter side of life. But elsewhere today, here's where we are going in our conversational uh, map. On the anniversary of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, President Bush, or President Biden, I should say, made a surprise visit to Kiev yesterday. Our Pentagon reporter, Tom Scudieri, going to detail for us that visit, plus a look at the war one year in. Marjorie Taylor Greene sets off another firestorm after she suggests blue and red states should, and I quote, get a divorce. Is our public political divide so deep that we contemplate dividing into two countries once again? We'll talk about that. As crossover week continues in Charleston, the House Minority Leader, uh, House Minority Whip, uh, Ohio County Delegate Sean Flaherty coming by. We'll talk about tax cuts, hope scholarships, campus carry, and all of the other issues that are pending right now in the legislature down at the state capitol. And following up on yesterday's President's Day discussions, we'll look at whether there should be upper age restrictions on running for president. I talked about it all day yesterday. I said, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this. i got a couple of little tidbits I want to share with you, some opinions of mine. I'm curious what Bob thinks about this and what you think about it as well. Should there be an upper age restriction? In other words, some, some people just be too old to be president. Uh, if you want to send some thoughts on that right now, you can, 304-214-1600. 
Uh, you can use the text line, 304-214-1600, or the Frio Stack Auction Service uh, Hotline at 304-232-8255. We are happy to hear from you. We'll stick in the food and drink line for another minute or two right after we come back here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Well, actually, I'm not going anywhere. Are you going anywhere, Bob? I don't think so. You know something I don't? So we're, not, it's not, we're not actually coming back right after you hear these uh, commercial messages. 722 on the Watchdog Morning Show. And on Metro News, we took calls from you on what you think ought to be done about tax cuts in West Virginia. And I just can't see how that uh, we're paying too many taxes, too much in taxes. Uh, I think we ought to take some of that money. Which I think most of it is gas revenues from gas. Gas and coal, gas sure. Yeah. And, yeah, then we can take some of that and just put it in, a, in an account. Keep up on what's happening at West Virginia Talk Line weekdays at 10.06 on this Metro News Station. Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. There's still time to make 2023 your best professional year yet by enhancing your credentials at Ohio Dominican University. Ohio Dominican offers master's degrees like an MBA, professional certificates, and degree completion options, all 100% online. I would not have been able to complete that degree without the flexibility of online learning. It was a great way for me to get the credentials that I needed to do what I'm doing now. Spring class registration ends March 16th. Get started at ohiodominican.edu slash online. serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Everyone appreciates the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, even Governor Justice. Howard, you're a good man, and I appreciate all you do every day. Thank you, sir. Weekdays, 7 to 10 a.m. on the Watchdog. Get 11% off everything in the Nards. Upgrade any space and maximize storage with great closet systems from Dakota Closets. Make your storage your own with our selection of custom sizes and styles. Dakota Closets are easy to set up and are great for hanging clothes and storing accessories in any room of your house. Dakota Closets are 11% off. Good through February 26th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. rabbit hole thing again last night uh started looking for some particular song next thing you know i'm digging down into the rabbit hole with all different kinds of music popping up on my youtube and that is one that's one of the by this point by this point youtube knows some of the things that i like 
And this version, well, not this particular version, actually, it's a different version, but uh, the Sammy Davis Jr. Mr. Bojangles song pops up almost every time. I was digging deep. I was digging deep. I almost called you. I, I, I thought, can we just, like, put the phones together? I know this is going to sound like weird stuff. Can we just put the phones together and pretend like the old days, sit in the bar, listen to this music? Because that that's what I was in the mood for, that, that music just playing and having a good bar chat with some good jukebox music coming around. That's what I did, digging down through the YouTube rabbit hole last night. Well, enjoy it this morning, then. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Hey, um, there is a story. I should have mentioned it yesterday, and I didn't, and I apologize for not doing that right away. Um, But I want to catch up on it today. Uh, Local businessman, the owner of the McDonald's restaurant chains around here, franchises around here, Russ Stoltz passed away this week at the age of 75. He bought the, uh, I think he's got, by the time he was done, he had 12 McDonald's here in the upper Ohio Valley. And um, to, to, I, I watch this kind of stuff. I pay attention. When he took over from, I think it was the Diedrichsons he bought him from, I, he really upgraded things. He really, really got invested in making sure the restaurants run and run right and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I really give him a huge amount of credit uh, for that. Um, Russ Stoltz. He, he, and he's a guy who worked himself up. He owned all of these franchises. But he started, you know, flipping burgers, working as a crew member at McDonald's at the age of 17. Moved up through the ranks and eventually won a bunch of awards inside the company and then bought, you know, franchises. And he had virtually every McDonald's store here in the upper Ohio Valley. And uh, Bob, just a great guy. I mean, he just was a, just a really great guy, deeply involved in charities and sports, in particular the sports, OVAC. He was a big supporter of the OVAC and his restaurants were. Over the years, if you went to him with uh, requests for some help for a nonprofit or something, Ross was always willing to step up and offer offer something. So uh, really a loss to the community. Uh, I, I, I should have mentioned it yesterday. I didn't. I would uh, see him occasionally out in Elm Grove. It had been a while, and, and I knew him just to say say hello. And I, a couple things that I knew about him was, yeah, I mean, he just uh, was big-time supporter of the OVAC and just about anything. And uh, the other thing that I kind of knew, and he was – he wasn't out front on this was hockey, his love for hockey. I knew he was a big Naylor supporter and also youth hockey. So, uh, yeah, what a really good guy and young, Howard. I didn't, you know, 70s, hell, I'm 60, you're almost 70. It's That's that's way too soon. I, I, I wasn't going to comment on that in this section, but, but I got to tell you, it hit me. I'm looking at it going, 75. You know, when, uh, the story comes, across, oh, you know, one of her elder statesmen has passed away kind of thing. And then uh, 75, well, holy crap. That's not, you know, that's, yeah, far too, when you're, when you're 70, 75 is far too young, far too young. I, I completely agree with you. But um, family and friends, we certainly uh, send along condolences. And uh, just, a, just a great guy. He, he, he did all things right and well. And, and he ran a good business, you know, he ran a good business, and he used the business, uh, obviously, to make money. And he used the business to support the community. And he was a nice guy. Explain to me what else you could expect of someone in life. What else do you want yourself in life? If you could make some money, help people, be happy, right? And, and what, it is. What else could there be? And the, the other thing that I did learn by by reading uh, his uh, obituary this morning was, and, and I, I hope anybody out there listening doesn't take this the wrong way, he wasn't from around here. He was from Nebraska. No. You know, he, he found his way to Pittsburgh through uh, McDonald's, and then he found his way to Wheeling. You know, I just, hell, I thought he was lived around here his whole life the way that he supported uh, the Valley. But, no, that's not the case at all. I don't want to say I'm always skeptical of out-of-towners because by no means is that true. However, I remember when Russ first came to town, first began to buy the McDonald's. <clears throat> if I remember correctly, he didn't buy all 12 all at once. He bought, like, three or four and then added to it. I could be wrong about that. But... I remember thinking, oh boy, just what you said—an out-of-towner, you know, uh, coming in just to take, just to just to somehow take advantage of a circumstance. But is he really going to be part of our community? And then he very quickly became part of the community. And just again, just can't say enough about him. He was just a, just a great guy, and um, and and did well, did well for the community. And every time I hear in the morning show, by the way, Bob, when we would, sometimes we'll talk about McDonald's, I say, you know, the food isn't quite as good. The I always always felt bad because I know that Ross cared about that stuff, you know. I, 
Me too. I don't like to blast them either. But, you know, the one thing I can say, and you can hold a gun to my head, and I'd still have to say it, it's not the same. You know, it's just not the same. And I'm a creature of habit. And when it's not the same, I'm going to bitch and moan a little bit. That's all. I'm not complaining about the service. I'm just saying nothing's the same. Can we just make that as a sentence, period? Nothing's the same anymore? You know, it's certainly true if fast food restaurants and almost any I'll say almost any restaurant of any kind. It's not the food is bad. It's the consistency. It's the quality. Um, I don't find this to be the case, but I know you, for example, uh, from time to time, think that Patsy's Pizza is off, right? There are just nights when you think it's I off. know it. Oh, I, I lived it. I, I know it. Uh, and and same things with, with McDonald's. But it's true of Arby's. It's true of Wendy's and other places, too. It's I hate to say it. It's hit or miss anymore. It's not the owner's fault. It's not the, the the company's fault, generally. It's the fact that you can't get the employees who are trained to stay there long enough to really know what they're doing. You know, I had a, I had a Big Mac the other day. Don't know where it came from. Had, to, had a vision in my literally, this is the truth. A vision in my head one after that. There was a bull. I said, oh, I want a Big Mac. I, a, picture, a picture popped into my head. And it was great. It was an old-fashioned Big Mac the way it should have been. And, oh, it was so good. The sad thing is that that was out, that that made me remember it because most of the time they aren't that way. You know, there's just no consistency anymore. No consistency. You you gave me an idea, Howard. Two bad ones and a good one. You just throw you know toss a coin. Forget about the political thought of uh, make America great again. How about it's never ever going to be the same again? We'll just just accept yeah. it. It's never ever going to be the same again. That's uh, well, you know that's true. That's true. I read, you're not a Facebook kind of guy, I read, uh, the, there are a couple of Facebook uh, groups, Memories of Wheeling, which 90% of the time is fun. It can be, you know, just looking back on some of the old time things that are around here, people post pictures from the old days, and, and somebody will say, do you remember uh, such and such? Yeah, I remember that place. And then every once in a while there's a thread where it's just a bunch of grumblers saying, yeah, and this whole town's going to hell in a handcart because it sure ain't hell what, I, what it used to be. And every time I want to jump in and go, nothing is the same as what it used to be. And nothing it will be the same as what it used to be. That's just the reality of it. I won't be the same as we used to be. You and I aren't the same as we used to be. And that's that's really tough with guys like me because I always want it to be like it used to be. And I'm always striving in most things to get it back to the way it used to be. And I'm just spinning my tires in the mud, Howard. That's, that's, that's terrible thinking these days. Well, it's but you hit you said it and you're right. You know, it's just nothing. It, everything changes, and nothing changes back. We will have a new what, downtown will be new and vibrant and exciting. We'll never go to the Stone and Thomas Tea Room again, right? I mean, it's just it's just changes will occur. Changes will occur. You and I get together for lunch, but we'll never have one of our long leisurely Alpha Forty Two beer afternoons again, right? Never. It's just things. Things things change. Things change. All right, 735, 25 to the hour. I still have some more food, food stories I want to get to, but I haven't done that yet. I'll find time for us in a little bit to get into that. Um, could the pepperoni roll be the official state food of West Virginia? Uh, the legislature is trying to is, – is, is going to probably do that. I don't have a problem with it. I, I sometimes wonder, couldn't they deal with other things more important? But here was the question I began thinking about, and then I'll leave this for you all to think about and for Bob, you to think about. We can talk about it later. Uh, they're talking about making pepperoni roll the official state food of West Virginia. Certainly makes sense. Made in West Virginia, created in all that. I, I get it. I got thinking, is there anything else that is truly West Virginian as far as food goes? Could something else be the food of West Virginia if we wanted it to be? Think about that. I got a couple of thoughts that popped into my head after I, but I had to think hard on that. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. We'll talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene wanting a divorce between red and blue states. We're going to update you on the latest from East Palestine. They're going to be having a couple of visitors, including Aaron Brockovich and Donald Trump. Oh, Lord. And um, we'll talk uh, with Tom Scuteri, who just came back from being overseas, the Secretary of Defense. And, of course, President Biden was in Kiev yesterday for the anniversary of the Ukrainian war. So we've got a busy morning. Stick by. We're going to deal with it all this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 
West Virginia Metro News. I'm Chris Lawrence. Charleston police have a man behind bars after a deadly shooting on the city's west side. It didn't take long for detectives of the Charleston Police Department in finding the suspect responsible for killing a 40-year-old woman Sunday afternoon. An arrest was made about 24 hours later on Monday. Authorities able to detain 36-year-old Paris Fallens of Charleston and charging him with first-degree murder. He shot and killed Julia Wickline while she was sitting on the front porch of a home on Grant Street. Chief of Detectives Lieutenant Tony Hazlett tells us his detectives worked around the clock since the shooting to gather the info they needed. Several people have been interviewed, uh, several surveillance um, videos have been pulled, and we're able to put a good case together. Fallens is currently being held at the South Central Regional Jail without bail. I'm Jarrett Lewis, WVMetroNews.com. House of Delegates set to pass the campus carry bill today. Montague County Delegate Evan Hansen says it would only lead to more suicide deaths. West Virginia has the fourth highest rate of gun suicides and gun suicide attempts. The fourth highest rate of all the states in the country. But House Judiciary Committee Chairman Moore Capito says this bill would require people to have concealed carry permits on a college campus and to undergo training. These are valid licenses. Uh, that we issue in the state of West Virginia that require training. Uh, this body made a public policy decision to issue these provisional licenses. Two proposed amendments to the bill were voted down Monday. You're listening to Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capita will make stops in Raleigh and Mercer County today related to health care and economic development. She'll meet with local leaders at Beckley City Hall talking about federally funded projects and then tour the Princeton Health Center and also meet with officials at the Princeton Municipal Building. Rapper Ludacris coming to the State Fair of West Virginia this summer. The fair announcing Monday that Ludacris will perform August 19th at Fair Lee. Grammy Award-winning rapper Nelly will also be there. He'll take the stage a week before on August 11th. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Chris Lawrence. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks in their respective companies. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. That's a good song, Bob. A lot of people uh, who are listeners of ours uh, call me a mule. Well, 
not so much a mule as a jackass. Uh, but you, you, that's a mule, right? Well, yeah, pretty close. Okay, just checking. 7.42, 18 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, kind of a wet morning outside and a foggy morning. Let's see what the day is going to bring. Adam Fike is here from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Hey, Adam, before we get to our our forecast day by day, today and the next few days and so on, my social media feeds last night were all full of news stories about some giant winter storm coming to the country, but as near as I could tell, it's going to miss us by. Do you, you, is there a big storm coming that we're not going to get? Yep, that's basically what we're seeing, what we've been seeing all winter. Okay. I mean, everything, all right. everything's just basically sitting up. I think places <clears throat> in Minnesota are going to see like 20 inches of snow plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I was, it looked like it was going to be much further north than we are, the maps that I could look at and see, but... I, it's some of these, you know, websites, you know, the kind I'm talking about, they make it sound like Armageddon is coming, you know, giant, and maybe it is for, for the people who are going to hit it, giant winter storm, all beware, trouble, trouble, uh, danger, real Robinson. It's just, uh, I just, I just want to make sure it's, it's not coming our way, right? Oh, yeah, no. The way it's setting up is it's moving through winter storm warnings basically all across the Rockies and then into parts of South Dakota and then in southern Minnesota. None of the snow itself is going to make it south of Wisconsin or Michigan, but there's blizzard warnings for parts of South Dakota as well as Minnesota, since they could see up to 20 plus inches of snow with really gusty winds. So, all going to stay out of our way, Midwest parts of the plains, but we're not going to see any of that. Okay, just well, just just double checking. That's what it looked like to me, but I wanted to get the expert opinion to make sure this is going to be something that's going to cause us a problem. Uh, Bob said coming in this morning a little bit of fog as he was driving. Uh, that's probably part of the order of the morning, right? Foggy morning? Yep. It was honestly foggier the early in the morning when I left it, too. I really couldn't see much ahead of me. But by the time we got to 5 a.m., most, most of the fog had lifted. And at this point, we're not seeing any fog, just drizzle. Adam, I'm, uh, I'm, gonna stay I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here listening to you, Adam, but I'm also watching you on TV. Man, Thursday, I don't want to get ahead of the game here, Howard, but... I think we're going to have another week in a row of 70-plus weather. I'm excited. <laughs> Do you just want to jump to that, Bob? Forget, forget today. Forget, forget about an hour. Just, think about Thursday. Let's just think about that's the thing. Well, let's get to Thursday quickly, Adam, so walk ourselves through the next couple of days. Uh, t- today it's going to be kind of a mixed bag of tricks, right? Okay. So the quick version so we can get to Thursday for Bob is today just maybe a spotty shower this morning. Then we'll see things start to clear on out, temperatures 50s, but we see sunshine for the afternoon. Tomorrow, we'll be back into the 60s, but expect, excuse me, widespread showers, mainly for the morning and in the evening hours. Likely chance that we will see some heavy rain across the valley tomorrow morning. I'm not expecting widespread flooding, but if you live near a creek or stream, don't be surprised if it, that level starts to rise. I'm not expecting banks overflow that there is a chance we'll start to see some heavier accumulations, especially ponding on roadways tomorrow morning. Afternoon okay. will be calm, and then we'll see more rain showers, maybe a rumble of thunder or two during the late evening hours, so 10 p.m. until about 1 a.m., and then we'll see pretty nice weather for Thursday. So Thursday for Bob, since it's going to be pretty nice, grizz will start the morning, but then we'll see the sunshine return for the afternoon, but with temperatures in the low 70s, bump forth. it will be a little bit windy, but... I mean, that's just how it's been every day that it's been 70, so no complaints. Uh, Mid-70s or low 70s, you said. Record uh, record 70s again. We had a record, what, last week, two weeks ago? Are we are we aiming for record territory again? Yep. We're, I don't know what the exact record is. We'll be close. We'll look that up. <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure it's like it's either going to be like it would either be like 70, between like 68 and 71. So we're mm-hmm. either going to tie record will likely tie a record or likely break a record for a third straight week. All right. That sounds pretty good. That sounds like a darn good You pumped me up there, Adam Fike. Way to go. And to put the wraps on the week, Friday looks like what? Okay. So Friday, we at least we'll keep the sunshine from Thursday. But Friday is going to be another one of those days that just after midnight, we'll see our high temperatures in the low 50s. And then temperatures drop throughout the day. By the time we get to lunch, we'll be in the 30s. Dinner will be in the 20s. So just going to be that 
going to quickly decrease to the 40s and then the 30s and then pretty much just stuck in the 30s all day Friday. But at least we'll see sunshine with that this time around. Saturday morning, I can't rule out a couple flurries early Saturday morning since it's going to be mostly cloudy skies. And recently when we see cloudy skies, we get sort of drizzle with flurries. So Saturday morning, I'm thinking we can see some flurries. Temperatures in the mid to low 40s. Sunday, temperatures mid to upper 40s, but we start to see a little more sunshine trying to work its way back in before we see some more rain showers in the 50s for our day on Monday. So leaning a little bit wet for much of the week, but still uh, fairly mild at least, darn warm in part of the week, including Thursday heading into the 70s again. So it's okay. It's a good forecast. And today is February 20, 22nd. Is that right? So we've got the 21st. 21st. Uh, we're rapidly working our way out of February. Uh, spring is by, it was day by day. Spring is coming closer. And I like these forecasts. I like them a lot. If you're up in Minnesota, that's your problem. Because we don't have <laughs> yeah. down here. <laughs> it's, it's your problem. All right, Adam. Appreciate it. Good forecast. Thank you, sir. Uh, good talking to you. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thank you. Way to go, Adam. Thanks. All right. Yeah, another good, another good, well, again, the weeks will be a little bit leaning on the wet side all week long, but nice day. Thursday, 70 degrees again. I say it every every time, Bob, dare I hope that we're done with winter, that we're done with the big snows? Well, every time we end the week like this with 70s, it's it's looking, looking possible. I'm still saying, look, we, we have another month to go. I mean, we could, we could, I mean, that's just snow. We could have been a couple of months ago. Well, I mean, we I, well I'm talking week. blizzard here now. I'm talking blizzard. Yeah. I'm talking a big snow. All the way till almost all the way through March, you have to be concerned with that. Now, once you get into April, the big snow possibilities, the, those odds go down, but you're still, uh, could get a snow. I mean, four or five inches, yeah, that's nothing. Absolutely. That's nothing all the way through April. So, you know, middle of April. So, hey, just hold on. What the hell are you going to do about it? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to enjoy the weather when I get it. There you the go. Days when I get it. I'm, it's been nice. I'm going to enjoy. It's been Thursday. really nice. Yeah, exactly. Seven forty nine, eleven till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I uh, got a couple of texts, a couple left over from yesterday. I didn't catch yesterday. I see them now, and I want to share them with you. One of them, Bob, you may be able to help or not. It has to do with presidential, not politics, but presidential history, which I certainly did not know, and maybe you do. So I got a couple of texts to come up. Uh, I want to talk about the pepperoni roll is the only state food we should have in West Virginia. Is it the quintessential mountain state meal? Uh, or are there other things that could be considered the uh, state food since the legislature is going to declare an official state food? And uh, we've got Mr. Slider and his sports coming up in a minute or two as well. It's just about 10 till the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. We are looking at... Uh, 42 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 44, 41, pardon me, at the uh, Highlands, 40, 39. Boy, I'm screwing this up already. Can I start over again, Bob? Is it okay if I start yeah, over again? Take two, Howard. Let's do the weather again. All right. Take two, three, two, one. 42 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 41 degrees at the Highlands, 39 degrees here at my home studios in the Elm Grove section of Wheeling, and 42 degrees at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Belmont Carson Petroleum has been serving the Ohio Valley for over 70 years. They specialize in providing energy needs from heating oil service for home heating systems to industrial and commercial demands in the valley, with most deliveries being made within 24 hours. Customers can now order fuel online 24-7. Download their iPhone or Android app and order right now. So call Belmont Carson Petroleum toll-free today at one 800 597 Seven seven one eight. Every weeknight at 6 p.m., join the voice of the Mountaineers, Tony Caridi, on The Watchdog. Tony informs and entertains WVU fans with the latest Mountaineer sports news. If it happens in the world of gold and blue, Tony knows about it and shares it with you. Sportsline, weeknights at 6 on The Watchdog. The Highland Sports Complex is the Ohio Valley's most exciting place to play. A state-of-the-art facility offering fun for the whole family with a climbing wall, arcade, indoor turf, hardwood courts, classes and camps for kids and adults. Plus, you can take a break in the on-site cafe. 
Learn more online at hitthehighlands.com or better yet, stop in and visit the Highlands Sports Complex at the top of the hill off I-70. This winter at your local Toyota dealer, it's the perfect time to check out a car, truck, or SUV with available all-wheel and four-wheel drive, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end February 28th. Toyota, let's go places. ready to roll from the Robinson Auto Group Studios. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. figure the theme you've been using this morning good songs every single one what's do we have a theme are you theming it or are we just uh, picking good music well you were almost there howard Uh, a couple weeks ago i was just in the mood for a country jukebox day today would have been the howard monroe me drinking at a jukebox day i would play dean martin (laughs) i would play frank sinatra i'd play sammy davis jr so that's what we're listening to today picture yourself you and i howard we're bellied up having a couple cold ones we're listening to the jukebox here we go Cold Pepsis? No, 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 no. Bud Lights. <laughs> All right. Six before the that's uh, some good music. Six before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Um, got a little bit of sports for us? I do, but give me a sec. Take your time. We're going to do slider on sports coming up next hour. Tom Scudieri back from a international trip with the Secretary of Defense. Going to be talking about that trip as well as President Biden's trip to Kiev yesterday to commemorate the first anniversary of the war in Ukraine. And uh, what did the president have to say? What kind of commitments did he make? We'll talk about that. A couple of political stories I want to get into as well, including Marjorie Taylor Greene says it's time for a divorce. Red and blue states should divorce. No, I read that civil war. Maybe I read it wrong. We'll talk about that with Tom or maybe without Tom. I don't know. Plus an East Palestine update coming up in the next hour of the show, too. So all of that is straight ahead here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I'm ready. But first, yes. it's time for Slider on Sports. Here we go. The up and down season uh, for, of the West Virginia Mountaineers men's basketball team went back up again last night, Howard. The Mountaineers had a little trouble with Oklahoma State at the Coliseum. Winning 85 to 67. Eric Stevenson, he led the way with 23 points. Trey Mitchell had his biggest game of the season. He chipped in with 22 points. The Pittsburgh Penguins lost another lead and then another game as the New York Islanders scored two late third period goals to defeat the Penguins 4 to 2. The Penguins had Tristan Jari back in goal. It was the first time since January 22nd, but that was not enough. Jake Gensel scored his 24th goal, and uh, Jason Zucker added his 16th of the season to give the Pens a 2-1 early lead. But same old story, they cannot hold the lead. Next up for the staggering Penguins, they host the Edmonton Oilers Thursday night. And Howard, man, Adam had me sparked, and if this doesn't spark you up, well, I don't know, maybe you're not thinking spring. The Pittsburgh Pirates had their very first entire team workout yesterday, Howard. Everybody was there. I think John McCabe was even there. You mean they're, they're, they're playing baseball? They're playing baseball in Florida, Howard. They're, they're down there, and, and it says the entire team, so I'm assuming McCabe's down there, you know, getting the old arm limbered up just in case. So, Johnny, good luck to you. I hope you make the team this year. I hope you make the cut. Slider on sports time, 7.56. Thank you, sir. Four before the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, I'm looking up something here. Hey, Nancy. Nancy. 
Do you have any idea where our the ver- do I still have my very first iPhone someplace? We have all these old phones. Is my very first iPhone hiding around here someplace? Oh, no, no, the iPhone. That's not an iPhone. That's yeah. a cell phone. My first iPhone, an iPhone. Is it around? We've got to find it. A first generation iPhone yesterday went for 63356 I'm sorry. She's gone. She's looking, She's looking for it. She's looking for it. She heard 63. She took off. A 2007 first generation iPhone was sold for $63,356. At an auction on Sunday, uh, they expected it to go for maybe as much as fifty thousand. It went for thirteen thousand more than that. Now it was sealed in the original packaging and never been opened. That always makes a difference. I probably hadn't used mine. The original owner said that her friends bought her the phone, but in back in two thousand seven, this newfangled iPhone thing, and she never bothered to open the package. Because she already had a new phone. Of course, iPhones were new. There were all kinds of other cell phones at the time, you know, the StarTac and the, the, the flip phones and all those kind of things. She said, oh, I've got a phone. Why do you don't give me this phone? So she just put it in, just threw it in the drawer. Oh, thanks a lot. Appreciate the gift. Throw it in the drawer. And all these years later, now she just sold it for $63,000. Man, that's a reminder. Don't throw crap away, Bob. You know, eventually, eventually. Now at this point in my life, I won't live long enough for it to be worth anything. But still, that's a that's a pretty good deal. I didn't. I hated the iPhone when it first came out. Now you probably more than anybody else can attest to the fact that I live with my iPhone, right? You go nowhere with it without it. You have to have it right there. It, uh, it got to be looking at it. You got to be looking yeah, at it. Got to got to keep it right eye there. On it to, something could happen that I would miss if I don't have my. I, you, you talk about being addicted to your Pepsi. I, I'm addicted to my phone. I, I just I can't let it go. I can't let it go. i got to stay with it. Um, but when the iPhone first came out, and my son, we all know my son Jason is a real super high techie. He's always the first in with every item, every new technology. And so he got this new iPhone, and he had his, his phone. He said, Dad, you're going to love it. So uh, it was the days when you could trade around with the, your cell phones. So I went to the store. I said, okay, I'm going to trade in. I think I had a StarTech or whatever. I said, I think I'll trade it in for one of these newfangled iPhones. And I remember we, we were on a trip to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, up to the up to the Civil War battlefields. And I tried to use the iPhone, and I tried to use the maps. And I, I was swearing in the car, I can't make this thing work. I hate this thing. And I took it back. I took my first iPhone back, and I said, take this back. Give me one of those old phones again. Of course, I have later since come to love my iPhone. But I guess it's something you have to learn to live with. I wish I kept mine. $63,000 for a first-generation iPhone. What have you got in your cupboard that might be worth something? Think about that. It's 10 before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. We've got politics. We've got food. We've got East Palestine. All to deal with next hour. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. President Biden welcomed in Poland. He is meeting with his counterpart there and delivering a speech in strong support of Ukraine as we near the one-year anniversary of the Russian invasion. ABC's Mary Bruce is also in Warsaw with more on the president's address later this morning. In his speech here today, the president will outline what is at stake in this fight as he urges allies to sustain their support. He will frame this as a fight for democracy.